it still comes down to that handshake and that looking somebody in the eye. And right now, that's just, you just can't do it the same way. <laughs> this is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today as part of a series that focuses on conversations with the women who are crushing it in real estate. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. Everybody, I'm back. This is Stacey Rossetti, and I'm talking to another totally awesome uh, woman in the real estate investing world. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Carol. <laughs> I'm Carol Ellis, and I am editor in chief of Self Directed Investor Magazine. Okay, so tell everybody what does what self uh, what is this? What do you do, and what does the, the magazine do? So, um, Self Directed Investor Magazine is the print and digital platform for the educational content for self-directed investor society. And uh, we serve self to be a little redundant, self-directed investors um, who are investors who have chosen to take control of the capital in their retirement accounts, either their IRAs or their 401ks and um, use it to invest in uh, alternative or exotic assets like real estate and real estate related assets. So tell everybody like what is like a self-directed investment so they know. Sure. So um, what's a self-directed investment Mm -hmm. or an account? That's what I meant. That's what I meant. The self-directed account. So a self-directed retirement account. um, And I guess I always have to say this just to be clear. um, We're not custodians or administrators. Um, We only serve the investor. Um, So I can say all sorts of stuff that like your custodian administrator can't say. Um, (laughs) But I'm also not trying to sell you an account. Um, (laughs) So uh, so a self-directed IRA or 401k is technically not really any different from any other IRA or 401k, except that you have found a custodian or administrator who is willing to let you direct your investments. Um, the best way to test this, if you don't know, is to call your administrator and say, I would like to invest in dairy cattle and see what they say. Um, That's <laughs> um, we awesome. Do have, I love that. Okay, good. We do have a, um, we have a member who, uh, who does invest in dairy cattle. Basically, it just means that you are directing your capital um, di- directly. I mean, you're putting your hand, you're, you're saying, this is where I want to invest. And you, instead yourself. of, I'm sorry. So you're managing it yourself. Right. You're not um, picking from a pre-selected group of stocks or bonds or mutual funds or whatever. And um, in most cases, the reason that a self-directed investor decides to self-direct is because they want to invest in real estate. There are other alternative assets, um, some precious metals, um, oil and gas, you know, pretty much anything you can think of. But we all know that real estate is the safest and uh, simplest and most secure place to put your money in a lot of cases. So um, that's usually why people start doing it. And you can do that. You can invest in real estate in your retirement account, which is, I think, awesome. Right. And a lot of people don't really truly understand this. Right. So tell me, how did you like, so you said, so the magazine is geared towards investors. 
Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about the magazine and and how you help investors out. Can I show it? Yeah, sure. (laughs) This is is one of my favorite issues, although it's not actually our most recent one. Let me see if I can get that. Yeah, that's good. So (laughs) awesome. Um, That has Sam Freshman on the cover. He is an investor out in California. Um, He's been through, gosh, I guess now we're into his seventh economic cycle. Um, and uh, so he says a lot of insightful things about economies and markets and things like that. But basically, our magazine um, is divided into, uh, depending on the month, four or five sections. So you have some real, really core principles. Here are things you need to know if you haven't done a lot of self-directed investing yet. Um, maybe you haven't even gotten your self-directed custodian yet. Um, here are the basics you need to know. Um, then we go into some more advanced stuff because as I'm sure you know, once people start doing this and they realize the kind of potential they have um, to accelerate their retirement returns, uh, frequently using real estate, they get really excited really fast. So we also have a more advanced section that talks about, um, okay, you you now understand real estate, you now understand your account, and now you're starting to get creative here's what you need to know. We have a case study section. We have a markets and economies section. We focus on regional areas as well as the national economy. We are very fortunate to have some uh, really great economists right for us. Um, We have Darren Blomquist, who's at um, auction.com right now. He used to be at Adam Data. Um, Rick Sharga writes for us sometimes. And um, we always also make sure to get some people who are really, who have their feet on the ground in those markets. And then last, we have case studies and tax strategies, um, because that's the other thing that, uh, as again, I'm sure you know, people start to get excited about very quickly. Um, One of the biggest and best things about self-directing your account, other than accelerating your returns um, by investing in things like real estate, is that there are some incredible tax advantages. And there are a lot of people who say, oh, tax-free investing. And I will not say that because I don't think I need to wave my red flag in front of the IRS. Um, But you can get really close. You can do some very tax-advantaged things. And so we make sure and address that too. And we actually have a new section coming um, starting in January that is for accredited investors. So if you happen to be an accredited investor, you will actually have your very own little section of the magazine. Um, but if you're not, um, it's still all very good information and it's all educational. Um, again, we're not lawyers, we're not financial advisors, and we're not custodians. So we can make observations about all of them. I love it. I love it so much. So talk a little bit about each of those sec- sections, I think a little bit more in depth. Give some examples of kind of what you would have in the magazine so everybody kind of has an idea. Okay. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) I try to be careful not to run on about it. Um, So in the core principles section, that is where we will talk about some really basic things that you hear people throw around. If you have been, oh gosh, I hope you've been to a real estate meeting lately, but if you haven't, I'm sure you still um, heard people say, oh, um, that's a prohibited transaction, or I worked my way around a prohibited transaction. Well, one of the things we will do is we will break that down. And not only will I break it down for you, our founder, Brian Ellis, will break it down. Our legal counsel will take a stab. There are a lot of different viewpoints writing on topics like prohibited transactions, prohibited assets, what to do if you already did something or think you already did something. It's actually... That's another thing you'll hear a lot. Oh, you're going to blow up your retirement account. Well, yeah, you can, but there are also a lot of ways to fix it before that ever happens. Um, So we deal with the really core stuff. 
here's what it is. Because if you don't know what self-directed investing is, not very helpful. Um, and uh, here are the here's some things you've probably heard about it. Here's what's right and what's wrong. Then in the advanced strategies, that is where we would deal. Most people don't know you can use leverage or they think that even though technically you can use leverage, nobody will actually do it for you. Um, yeah. Neither of those things are true. So we talk about how to make sure that if you want to apply leverage um, to do a deal using capital from your self-directed account, here are ways to do it. Um, Brian and our legal counsel, whose name is Tim Barry, um, they get some really wild stuff about um, different types of estates and things that you can do so that things move from Roth to regular and all sorts of really elaborate things that I will not try to describe in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, but it's really cool. And sometimes you need to read it more than once. Our <laughs> <laughs> um, markets and economies. Uh, if we have a market that we think is really interesting, or if we have a market where we have a really good contact, um, we will definitely do a market spotlight. We almost always do at least one. Um, however, we also try to look at it um, with self-directed investing. Once you make your investment, you sort of have to back away from it because the IRS is not going to let you benefit from it now and later. Mm -hmm. um, as a result, the onus is on the investor. The burden is on the investor to do as much research and information gathering up front as possible, which isn't really that different than regular real estate, except that you can't really go stick your hand in there and fix it later quite the same way. So we also try to go at things in terms of here are ways that expert econo economists are making predictions. Are they watching Amazon? Um, what are brokers in the north, this is just something I've been working on right now. What are brokers in the Northeast saying about New Jersey and COVID? Um, you know, and, and what it tells you about the things that you're thinking about right now, you know, do I want to buy a rental in Birmingham? Um, is Orlando still a good market? Well, six months ago, I expect you have some ideas and opinions about that. I do too now, but six months ago, it was more, let's put all the information in one place, try to figure out what kind of predictions we can make in an unprecedented situation. So yeah, we do a lot exactly. of that. Mm -hmm. um, case studies uh, can be as simple as here is an investment and here is how it worked. And it may not really have a lot to do with your account. It's more to do with looking like at a self-storage opportunity or a multifamily or syndication opportunity and saying, um, here's what happened in this scenario. Now, you know, when you're thinking about your own capital. Um, so those are not always directly applied to the self-directed account. Um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as, oh yeah, this person did happen to do it in their IRA. Um, sometimes it's, you know, maybe they should have, <laughs> it just depends. And, um, then the accredited investor section will deal pretty much exclusively with opportunities that one might encounter as an accredited investor. Um, more than ever, if you have any capital whatsoever in your retirement account and you are self-directing, people would like you to give it to them and let them use it, um, whether you're accredited or not. So I think that's a really, that's going to be a very compelling section because there are a lot of really exciting opportunities out there right now, but not every exciting opportunity is a good opportunity, yeah. um, whether you're accredited or not. And being able to kind of filter through some of that, I think is going to be very important because um, otherwise you get a little bit of FOMO and all of a sudden you have invested and you don't really know why.
<laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for breaking that down. So tell me, how did you even get into this? Well, um, I started out as the editor at U- the University of Georgia Research Magazine. I went to UGA and uh, I sort of lucked in it right out of college into a position where both my editor and my assistant editor quit after <laughs> about six months, which doesn't sound lucky, but it was incredibly fortunate because normally um, at that point in my career, I would not have been had I wouldn't have had that opportunity. Yeah. So um, I so ran you're that kind of thrust into that position. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And, I like um, it. So that was not real estate, of course. That was research. Um, but I did get um, the opportunity to do a lot of writing, and I spent a lot of time. You know, basically you have to figure out a way to communicate all of this really minute stuff that doesn't make any sense to somebody who's not an expert to somebody who's not an expert. Um, so then in 2006, when, um, 2006, 2007, when Brian and I, Brian's my husband, um, and I started working together, um, he had been investing since the nineties. And, um, I started handling a lot of our content, doing a lot of our training, um, when the market crashed, there were a lot of people in England and Australia who wanted to buy because the dollar was so weak. Mm-hmm. Um, we helped a lot of them walk through those deals, figure out how to do it, you know, because awesome. virtual real estate was very different then. And, um, you know, we had the, we still do have the Brian Ellis investing letter that was daily digital real estate news. Um, it's not daily anymore because there are a lot more news sources online now. Mm-hmm. And um, then in, I guess it was 2000. 16. I served as editor-in-chief for Think Realty magazine for a couple of years. And uh, then um, once we decided to launch our magazine, there was certainly not time to work two full-time jobs and uh, also uh, be a full-time mother. (laughs) So so I had to leave Think Realty and uh, here we are. You're doing this. Awesome. I love it. So do you guys still do investing now? Yes, um, we do. At the moment, we are mainly doing um, syndications and capital raises. Okay, Um, awesome. Talk about that a little bit. Well, that is more Brian's area um, than just so that if I say something that doesn't sound quite right, that's why. (laughs) Um, But no, so um, Brian uh, does uh, training. There are a couple different ways you can do it. Uh, Brian, periodically... I would say once every couple quarters, we'll do a training called the one day capital raise. And it's very timely because uh, you can't go out and shake hands quite like you used to. And uh, our whole goal was to make it simpler for people who had either exhausted their friends and family and were not networking effectively or who didn't want to start with their in-person network anyway when they were syndicating. Um, So we talk about how to build an audience um, that knows you so that you have those preliminary touches and things like that. And then also um, how to work with them, how to talk with them, establish that relationship, and also how to talk about your deal when you have a good one um, in a way that is very clear and puts the right people in your syndication when you're when you're to that point. Um, so you can either do that or periodically, um, if it's a really good deal, sometimes Brian will participate in the creation of that webinar but either way it's all virtual and uh you know that's a really good thing to be doing right now because <laughs> you're well, building an that. email list I love that so I mean essentially you're just giving you're giving everybody a different idea on how to raise money 
Right. It's not the legal structure, of course, that's different, but um, it yeah. is a very different approach. A lot of people approach, yes. are already going on Facebook or they have a podcast or things like that, but it still comes down to that handshake and that looking somebody in the eye. And right now, that's just, you just can't do it the same way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I totally get that. I love it. So since you are like, so I see, do you have, uh, I, you're married, do you have children? Yes, we have four. We have oh, uh, awesome. So you have the children, the husband and this. How do you well, know? Um, the two, the two girls are much older. They are 20 and oh. almost 23. Okay. Okay. So they're not living at home anymore, but then okay. I also have two boys and they are seven and they'll, uh, Jake will be six and about, Okay. I didn't know this. He's counting down 13 days. <laughs> That's so. awesome. So tell me, how do you, uh, how do you kind of manage and balance everything being in the real estate investing world and, and, and helping everybody else and doing the magazine and then being a mom and a wife? Well, the mag, as far as, as real estate and the magazine, those are, um, very complimentary. Um, right, yeah. most of what I do is market research or, um, real estate related communication. Um, though, like I said, we do also deal with other alternative assets. So there's mm -hmm. a little bit of that in there too. Um, it's definitely gotten a little bit more interesting this year in terms of scheduling because the boys are home. Um, mm -hmm. We decided not yes. to remote school because they're so little. Six hours on a screen was going to be pointless. Um, <laughs> so they, they are homeschooling this year and that has certainly made it um, interesting. Uh, it's quite a, you know, there are 24 hours in a day. You cannot be awake for all of them. Uh, you can be awake for a lot of them. <laughs> I have, a, yeah, I have a hard time with that as well, too. <laughs> but but uh, fortunately, I like to get up early. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that. That's good. Awesome. Well, are there any final, so is there any final like tips and tricks, except, especially since where you come from that you would like to give everybody that's watching, uh, especially for like the coming year? Well. Um, Yes. Two things. Actually, you mentioned that we got to talk about our favorite deal. Okay. And this is not a typical deal, but it is something I do really like to talk about. Because okay. Tell us about if, it. If you know this, you're going to be like, Carol, I already knew this. But if you don't, I'll. it's worth, I, I don't even know how much it's worth. Um, To this lady, it was worth about $100,000. Um, A lot of real estate investors do not realize that you can invest using your self-directed retirement account and that you do not have to pull all the money out to go buy rentals. And uh, one of my favorite stories is that I was at a women's group and uh, one of the women had, I mean, I didn't see her finances, so I only know what she told me, but she told me she had like $400,000 and she was getting ready to pull it all out and buy a portfolio of rentals. And I was like, no, 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 don't you. And she said, well, I can't buy them in my account because my custodian, you know, doesn't, it's not a self-directed account. Um, so people don't realize that. And it had she done it and she didn't, um, had she done it, if that $400,000 was accurate, she would have lost at least 40,000 right off the bat um, in a penalty. Yes. She would have lost in a scenario where somehow she had $400,000 in a self-directed account, but she was being taxed at like 12%, she would have lost another 48,000 or so in taxes on that money. Mm -hmm. And she would have been starting out trying to buy this rental portfolio with $100,000 less. And she was looking at somewhere in Tucson. Um, at the time, the kind of property she was looking at was a little over $100,000. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like almost two hundred thousand dollars, but <laughs> um, you know, that's literally an extra house if what she wanted to do was put it all, you know, put every single dime into rentals. And um, you know, if she had if she had pulled it all out, that is how much money she would have lost. So even though that's not like, oh, my favorite deal, it is kind of because um, she didn't end up doing it that way. And so it's awesome. She um, helped her not pay all those taxes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just so again, don't pull it out until you're sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's an awesome, awesome tip. And you said and, you had more and more. Yes. Okay. So, um, we're getting ready for our year end issue. And I also do some writing for some other magazines as well. And so I have been, I have talked to so many brokers and so many of the really like, you know, these companies that are, they're like, Oh, we're A to Z investing. And you just, you know, send us your money and we'll we'll get your rentals and do, do all of it. But they're doing it for um, either the really big firms or, you know, it, big investment funds as well as individual investors. And um, it's a trend that is emerging that I think is really interesting is that they're saying, you know, it's pretty common. This is an unprecedented market. Um, Also, it's a heck of a lot better than we thought it might be right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing they're saying that I do think is really interesting, though, is almost everybody is saying March or April for a change in 2021. Mm -hmm. And the reasons for that vary a lot. And you'll have to read the magazine, but, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, they really do. I mean, it's not, I can't say like, there's one reason that they're all citing, but yeah. that March or April um, is, is pretty standard across the board. Like there's going to be a shift. Maybe it's going to be V-shaped upward. Maybe it's mm-hmm. going to be the beginning of, you know, I don't know the end or something, but either way, um, you know, we we got one at least one more quarter and uh you know theoretically a quarter and a half of this current very positive real estate market in terms of opportunities for unusual growth um i happen to think we actually have more than that but that's my tip cuz i just it's starting to emerge and i think it's really interesting i love that i love that too and i'm telling i tell all my students i'm like you know, now is the time because like essentially by the end of the year, the first quarter, things are going to start shifting. It may take a little while for everything to start shifting. But um, but yeah, I say now is the time you need to get out there and start doing all your marketing and looking for deals and getting everything ready, get your money ready, everything. Yes. Yes. Build up that momentum, even if you don't buy anything, like get get started. <laughs> exactly. You're right. You're right on the money for that. I love it. Awesome. Cool. It was so nice hanging out with you and talking to you. Thank you so much, Carol, for hanging out. Thank you for having me. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, everybody else, thank you for watching and uh, make sure, you know, make sure to come hang out with me at the next podcast. I'll see you soon. Okay. Take care. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all-around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.